welcome to the How Great Events Happen podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Cody. And we are your podcast hosts, coming to you from the C-Event Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Hey, podcast listeners. Are you looking for your next big escape and an event to end out the year strong? Join C-Event and the Elite Meetings Alliance November 10th through 12th at the beautiful Grand Hyatt Playa del Carmen in Mexico. The Elite Meetings Alliance is a two-day event that brings qualified corporate and association planners together with luxury hotel representatives and industry suppliers to cultivate relationships. The event focuses on -on one-on-one meetings, CMP-accredited education sessions, and unique networking activities. You can sign up online at cvent.com slash podcast. And of course, we hope to see you there. Olay! Before we get to today's topic, read more about today's episode on the Cvent blog at cvent.com slash podcast. And we love hearing from you. So email us at podcast at cvent.com. Now, today's episode is focused on strategic meetings management or SMM for short. Yeah, we talked to Julie Haddix, who helped us understand what SMM means, how to implement an SMM program, and how to save both time and money. Yeah, she said planners save upwards of 30% of their time. That's amazing. So let's hear more from Julie about SMM. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today, Cody and Brooke. Yeah, thank you. So I'm going to go ahead and just dive right in here. Can you just let us know what is SMM? Yeah, so SMM in this context stands for strategic meetings management. And you know, there's real there's an industry definition on strategic meetings management, which says it's you know a disciplined approach to managing enterprise-wide meeting and event-related processes, activities, metrics, standards, and the supplier strategies to achieve business objectives, quantitative cost savings, risk mitigation, and optimal service levels. What I like to say is that's a lot of business jargon for just bringing a consistent and standardized business approach to meetings and events. We'll talk a little bit more about this later, but meetings and events happen all over a company and they're usually managed disparately in all different divisions and there's not really any standard process. Um, So when you think about most companies have a process in place for even buying a pen at the organization. But when it comes to buying and executing meetings and event space, that that process isn't there. And and, and that's really what SMM brings to an organization is just that process and best practices for executing meetings and events. Yeah, and I know that just how we approach any event has kind of changed over the past years, especially with infusion of technology and corporations and companies are seeing events in a different way and what value they bring. So as far as SMM is concerned, how has that changed over, let's say, the past 10 years? Yeah, so I I would say over the last 10 years is really companies realizing that the fundamental approach and concepts behind SMM is applicable to just about any organization. I think that there was this um, misperception that SMM was really just for your largest, most complex organizations. And so what we really want companies to think about is when you think about cost control, standardized processes, those are business practices that every organization can benefit from. And you don't have to try to execute a global rollout of standardized meetings and event processes 
at first. We really encourage companies to start small, have a phased approach, adopt one piece of technology, pick a single department to start with, and, and just get started down the path to what it might look like to standardize meetings and events at your organization. And eventually, you will get to a more sophisticated global program instead of having to try to start there. So I'd say that's the biggest change. You know, this is applicable to any organization, whether you're a Fortune 100 corporation or you're an association or an educational institute. There's really value to bringing these standardized processes to your organization. Is there like an ideal company to use SMM or really is this applicable to anyone? I really do think it's applicable to anyone. You know, maybe, uh, you know, that 10-person organization might not see the same values, but, but I would really argue that having technology to guide you through the process of meetings management, have policies in place for why meetings and events happen, how you want to source meetings and events, uh, what does uh, your company brand look like in the meetings and event environment? Those are really best practices for any organization to know and understand and spend some time outlining, especially if meetings and events are a key strategic part to your company's growth. So Julie, would you say that SMM applies to most event planners? Absolutely. I, I definitely think that it applies to most event planners. And, you know, whether whether you consider yourself a formal event planner and that's your, you know, trade and your title, or if you're an ad hoc planner, maybe even a field marketer, understanding your company's approach to meetings and events and how meetings and events fit into your company's strategy and, you know, what are the processes that you might want to follow or engage um, even if you aren't a professional event planner, is really valuable to your organization. Yeah. And so since our audience is mostly event planners, and that could mean from one event to 20 plus events a year and event marketers, can you just give us an overview of what value does an SMM program like you're describing bring to those personas, to those people? So I would say for any organization, there are really five value, key value propositions to strategic meetings management. The first is going to be visibility and control. And that's really all about just understanding what meetings and events are happening in your organization. And this is really beneficial for even, say, somebody in sourcing, procurement, or finance, um, you know, groups that may not always get involved with meetings and events, just, just knowing what events are happening so you start to have some visibility into how much is being spent which leads into that second uh, value prop which is really around cost savings because once you understand where meetings are happening in your organization what events are occurring at what type time of year you can really start to leverage that insight uh, to identify cost savings so maybe you realize that you have three different departments hosting an event at the Marriott down the street all at the same time. You might be able to negotiate a better deal with that Marriott, knowing that total volume spend and knowing that you actually need more meeting space and that this can be looked at as a holistic program as opposed to three separate one-off contracts. And that really ties into the third value proposition, which is going to be risk mitigation. 
Uh, risk happens all over the place when it comes to meetings and events. Um, some key examples are with a contract. Uh, if you have an admin assistant or a field marketer signing a contract with a hotel or venue, are they following your company's standard terms and conditions? Uh, you might, as a company, have liability negotiations and liability volumes that are, are standard. And if a professional sourcer or a professional planner isn't aware of that contract, that might be overlooked, opening your company up to risk. Uh, you may also, uh, if you don't know about an event uh, happening, be opening yourself to duty of care, which requires an organization to look at the safety and security of their employees at all times. So do you know where all a group of you know, 20 senior executives are having an event? Are, are you aware of that um, from a risk standpoint? Um, so that's the third value proposition. The fourth is going to be efficiency. Automated processes for meetings and events and standardized processes really are going to help you save a lot of time. And, and that's really uh, what we've seen 20 to 30 percent of time. And when you think about all the time spent on an event, shaving 20 to 30 percent off just by automated processes is going to allow you to put together better content, build a better experience for your attendees and, and really um, make that event more memorable, which does bring to that fifth value proposition, which is that customer experience. When you think about an event, whether it's in an internal sales meeting or your largest customer conference, that event is an expression of your company and your organization's brand. And you really want to make sure that that brand reputation and integrity is showcased during your event from the first touch point of getting an invitation and registering for the event all the way through that on-site experience and into that post-event follow-up experience. Bringing these standardized processes is really just going to elevate that customer experience and, and ensure that consistent brand uh, strategy throughout your meetings and events program. I think this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't like to save time, right? And use that for more valuable activities or standardize a process. I love that. So we're sold, I would say. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because when we sat down to do this interview, Cody looked at me and he said, what is SMM again? And I was like, we're going to learn all about it today. And I see him nodding his I head know. throughout this conversation because it is relatable to any organization. Like I said, it's a scary term that's gotten a bad reputation in the industry, but you've got to just simplify it. Yeah, exactly. So for our audience that doesn't have an SMM program, how do they get started? And is there an element of this where they need to educate even their internal stakeholders about what SMM means and what the first steps would be? Yep, absolutely. I, I definitely think you're right on that stakeholder point, Brooke, that the first piece is to just start to understand the stakeholders in your organization. And that, of course, you know, you, our podcast listeners, you're likely ahead of a meetings and events program or a planner in your organization, or maybe you sit within marketing. But think about all of the other occasional planners that might exist within your organization, admin assistants, field marketers, even uh, I oftentimes see HR departments, 
that might have involvement with planning meetings and events today, just start to think about who those different groups are. Uh, but really, the first step is to develop a meeting policy. You really want to get everybody on the same page as to what you're talking about when you're talking about meetings and events and having a formal process in place. And so there are really six key pieces to a meeting policy. And the first is going to be just defining what is an event. Uh, what, what do you mean? Is it any group that's more than 10 people? Uh, is it any gathering that has at least $15 million in budget? Is it some combination? Is it anything that requires a contract with an external vendor? You, know, you need to define what that policy means for your organization. And I've definitely seen that every organization's uh, policy is different. So once you've defined like, what is a, a meeting or event that needs to go through this policy, how does that then get approved? That's going to be the next step. Is it an offline approval process that any meeting and event that gets registered is already approved? Or do you want to use technology to help automate that approval process and who needs to be involved along the way? I see many organizations that have approval processes that are different based on level of spend. Uh, but again, in the concept of start simple, you know, maybe you want to just say everything that comes through is already pre-approved. We're not going to worry about automated routing and approval today. Um, we're just going to say we want visibility. It's going to be approved. Uh, second step is going to be uh, outlining what are the different suppliers you want to work with and are their preferred suppliers. Uh, you want to think about are there penalties for non-compliance with your policy? For example, the, an employee who doesn't submit their event through the appropriate channels may not get reimbursed for that expense. And if you're thinking about a few thousand dollars that an employee may put on their personal card when booking an event, uh, that, that can get compliance quite quickly. And then you'll want to start looking for uh, maybe a champion for this policy. So do you have somebody in the C-suite who wants to help you roll this out? Um, if you're, Or do you just have your department's head that thinks this is a great idea and, and wants to bring this to your department? Uh, so again, understanding those stakeholders, bringing them the policy that you want to employ in your organization and finding that internal champion are really going to help you get started and get down the path towards a program in your organization. That's great. I'm really starting to make sense right now. How would a company, though, roll out an SMM program? Yeah, so uh, the first, you know, that policy is going to be really the first piece of it. And then you want to start to think about what role does technology play? Uh, I always say that technology is not the silver bullet, but it's absolutely an enabler of rolling out a policy. So you want to think about what pieces of technology are going to be important to your organization. Do you want to just look at standardizing the sourcing and contracting process within meetings and events? And for that, you may just need a standardized sourcing technology, something like Cvent Supplier Network to send RFPs, gather bids, contract with your venue. Maybe you really just want to create a centralized hub and calendar of all meetings and events at your organization. And for that, you need some way to collect a request form um, and 
put all of those meetings and events onto a calendar. Um, maybe your goal is to standardize the attendee experience and standardize the registration system uh, that's used for event attendees to register for your events. Uh, so, it, you know, it really, when you're rolling it out, Cody, it, it depends on where you want to start in your organization. And like I said, we see the most success in companies choosing a phased approach. So don't try to do all of it at once. That, that's really the number one goal. Pick one piece to start with. Choose that piece. Really focus on that piece uh, and, and start to get adoption. See how it's working. See what the reactions are because that will allow you to tweak your plan for rolling out a different phases of your program to, say, different departments, different geographies, or different pieces of technology. And I'm sure that's music to our listeners' ears, right? It's not this big project. You have to take on everything at once, start small. And for those that are listening who already have an SMM kind of program, there are more things that you could be doing or incorporating to even see better results from, from a strategic meeting. Absolutely, especially with technology changing every day. You know, if you implemented your program five years ago, there have been a ton of technical advancements since then. So you definitely want to make sure that you're always keeping on top of the newest pieces of technology uh, to see if there's more that you want to bring or, or, or maybe additional geographies or departments that you want to bring your practices into. So it sounds like this is great for global programs. Absolutely. Is there any industries that it works better for one industry rather than another? Yeah. So, you know, I would say when you look back on the history of SMM, SMM definitely started out in the highly regulated industries, industries like life sciences or financial services. When you look at life sciences, there are a ton of regulations that you need to adhere to. And so when you think back to value prop number three of risk mitigation, there was a lot of risk for non-standard meetings and events happening in a company. Uh, something like uh, some of you may remember the Sunshine Act or know the Sunshine Act that requires all spend for a doctor to be reported to the federal government. And similar laws um, happen within all countries. And spend on a doctor includes them consuming a meal at an event or the bag takeaways, goodie bags that you may give out at an event, or if you're paying for a doctor to come speak at your event and they travel and you're covering their travel expenses, that's spend on a doctor. Uh, so all of this, um, event, these event touch points uh, in an industry like life sciences needs to be reported up. Um, and aggregated at the company and ultimately reported to the federal government. So I, I would say that you know, life sciences is a clear where a lot of SMM started. And then for financial services, they have a lot of data security, data privacy, brand regulations. These highly regulated industries is where we really started. But as SMM has evolved, you know, I've seen a lot of technology organizations really seeing the value, especially in delivering that consistent brand experience. When you're in a high 
growth um, environment like a lot of tech companies are, meetings and events are, are a key way to drive growth and get your brand out into the market. And if you have an inconsistent brand across all of your field events, then that you are not going to be capitalizing on that brand recognition and brand loyalty that is a key part of one of your events. I would say also one um, definitely uh, or industry that I'm seeing some of the processes and technology tools um, that are usually thought of as part of an SMM program being adopted is within higher ed. Higher ed institutes are you know often do want to have that cost control and centralized processes for utilizing technology, and they are very decentralized. If you take a higher ed institute like Penn State uh, that has different locations all across the state of Pennsylvania, lots of different divisions, but they really are concerned with uh, that Penn State brand bringing visibility and uh, the foundations of an SMM program across the higher ed institute has really helped them with a lot of their programs. Uh, so, uh, you know, I would say when it comes to industries, there, there are definitely areas where, you know, the historic lens of SMM um, was really applicable and you saw the initial adoption in those life sciences and financial services. But as it continues to evolve, there's benefits for many different industries. The higher education completely makes sense. You know, they're seeing a lot of value from that. I know we talked to a lot of higher ed institutions quite a bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Like one of the things that I'm sure our listeners are thinking about always is ROI. So can you let us know how a planner would show value back to the organization from an SMM program and like what kind of reporting would they use? One of the really benefits of adopting a, a technology system within your SMM program is going to be the ability to report quickly and easily across all of your events. Uh, you're going to be able to compare things like which departments spend the most on meetings and events. Uh, you'll be able to see what time of year does your company host the most events. Uh, if you are standardizing with on a sourcing technology, you may be able you'll be able to track your total negotiated savings across the year, not just um, across all of events, but down to the brand. Uh, chain and, and even property level for different hotels because you'll be able to see what the initial quote was from each property and then where did you ultimately land on your negotiations and really where where we're seeing the spend management side of SMM Evolve is into even being able to integrate with expense systems or payment cards and actually capture the total spend right in your technology to see your first quote, your negotiated, and then your actuals across all of your spend and really show how you are saving the company money from having an SMM program in place. That will certainly get someone's attention if you can show uh, some money savings. So that is really cool. I, I assume there are just a ton of resources out there about strategic meetings management. Um, I know that you've been an expert on this for years, Julie. So let our audience know, where can they go to learn more? 
Yeah. So two of my favorite resources that we've put out over the years, uh, the most recent one is our SMM for Dummies book. Uh, it really walks you through a lot of what we've been talking about today, the background of SMM, why it's valuable, how to get started with the program and consolidates it into a wonderful book format. So I encourage you uh, to check that out. Another resource is our SMM starter kit that you know, once you've sold your company on the value and, and you need help with that meeting policy, need help with business case, uh, we have some templates for those as well um, to help you really get going. So those are two really great resources uh, that we have to help you get started with SMM. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Julie, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you can think of that our listeners should know about SMM? Really just, I, I want to end where I started, and that is, you know, don't get scared off by this big term, strategic meetings management, that when you just boil it down to bringing business best practices to your organization, it, it really does just make a lot of sense. And I hope that more people uh, start to adopt some of these processes and, and see the value of spend management around their meetings and events. This is great. Thank you so much for joining us, Julie. Uh, thanks, Julie. Thank you, guys. This has been wonderful. You know, Cody, I'm no dummy, but I'm definitely going to check out that SMM for Dummies book. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a fantastic resource for anyone who wants to learn more about implementing an SMM strategy. If you want to check out the SMM for Dummies book or links to other resources like the SMM Starter Kit, head on over to cvent.com slash podcast. Now we want to hear what you want to learn more about. So email us at podcast at cvent.com and tell us what topics you want us to explore. Or if you're an expert, let us know and we can have you on the podcast. So we'll see you next week for another great episode. We're going to be talking to John Kelly about sustainability. Talk to you then.